Welcome to Mind Matters with Sandy and Kathleen. Again, you will notice no Sandy at the moment. So we are working on that where there will be things that we do together. But at the moment, um, you're just you're stuck with me. So uh, today is the 23rd of March, 2020. And in this particular podcast, we're going to talk about what it's going to, what it, things that could help you deal with having the children at home. So if you're in Victoria, today is the last day that children are going to go to public school. Some of the private schools are closed down and, and, uh, and school holidays in other areas of the country aren't starting till much, much later, varying weeks, depending on which state you're in. Although I think things at the moment are a bit of a day by day prospect. And also, if you're in other countries, you may already be in lockdown, shutdown, various other um, levels. So, And in Victoria, we are looking like it'll head towards some type of lockdown in the next few days, unfortunately. But we're doing what we have to do um, because this, this virus is taking over. So what that means is that you're going to spend a lot more time at home with your child and or children. And they can be of varying ages. And I mean, I have a six-year-old, a six-and-a-half-year-old who's in grade one at school. So, um, and he'll be home with me. His dad is still working. He's going to be working. He's taken on a new job and it's in the food industry. So we're assuming that will go on. So we're going to be home together uh, every day for at least the next two and three quarter weeks and possibly beyond that. So um, I just wanted to talk about a couple of different activities that you can do with kids because I think, um, and if you have a look, there was a previous podcast, a podcast before episode 12, I think it is, is dealing with anxiety uh, through this coronavirus epidemic or pandemic. I talked about ways that you can reduce your anxiety and one of those things that I spoke about was having a um, a plan for the day and that's especially good with children. It doesn't mean it has to be strict and that you have to do everything by the minute but definitely if you have some structure in place then then that's going to help you because the kids will get bored because basically if you listen to our, our Premier and our Prime Minister what they're saying with these school holidays and, and this break, or if you're not at school, these are going to be different from any other school holidays or any school break that we've ever had in that you're not to go out. So you're not to congregate together. You can't say, oh, we've got friends up the road with kids of a similar age and we're going to get together. We're doing social distancing. And that means that we don't go out. We don't get together. We're not going to do the normal social activities. And often people find that really hard during the school holidays with having children at home. So... Think about some activities that your children like to do and, and, and if if the schools don't reopen after the after the break, then we're going to have to look at some homeschooling. And I know lots of schools have got all sorts of online learning and, and those sorts of things available to them as well. So you've got those things to factor into a day. Now, I have heard some suggestions. I know somebody got um, quite a large, like an A3 piece of paper or a couple of A3 pieces of paper and they, they put on it um, different activities that they're, oh, well, one, it might have been one piece for each of their children, and they put on a list of different activities that was age appropriate that their child liked to engage in. So if their child said, I'm bored, I don't know what to do, you just refer them to the list and say, pick something from the list, and then that gives them an idea of things that they could do on their own. Unfortunately, letting children go on their own isn't necessarily the way to entertain them, and whilst we can give them an iPad, and I have to say, I don't restrict screen time with my child at all and I know some people find that a little controversial I have a really really hyperactive six-year-old and so I just if he wants to be on his iPad and sitting still and doing whatever he's doing I let him go for it because that's probably the most amount of quiet time that I'm going to get at any point throughout the day and it, he might be on the iPad he's got his own iPad he might be on it for 10 minutes at a time and it could be anything up to an hour which I tell you that means I actually get something done 
So especially if you're working from home, or you're trying to work from home and you're going to have children with you in the next couple of weeks, it can be quite challenging. So um, again, trying to work out how to get through the day with all of these different activities, demanding children, children that might be, you know, a little bit stressed or anxious about what's going on. I have to say during the day here, especially when my partner's not, my partner's a TV-aholic, he's always got the TV on. During the day here, I don't have the TV on or the radio. So the only news that I'm exposing my child to, well, is being exposed to in the house is me. I'm the one that will read things on Twitter and Facebook and, and have a look at what's going on. At the moment, I'm doing nothing other than researching, basically looking at what's coming up on Twitter and statistics and so on and doing further research. So I'm the only one that's, that's really exposed to what's going on in, in the face of this particular um, virus. But we've made the decision, so my child's being picked up from school in the next sort of 10 minutes or so, that uh, when he comes home, he and I will not be leaving this house. So we have prepared ourselves and, um, and that we will be here. The next time he leaves this house will be um, at the, the end of the school holidays if, the, if school goes back. So we are quite prepared to, to be here and I will be here with him and I will be here every day. The only um, thing we will be doing is we'll go out, I'll take him out, I'll go for a walk with the dog and, and he can have a bike ride. So we'll do that. And, and you know, that's great. You go out, especially if you're in a, in a suburban area like we are. We're not going to the park out the front because if you've seen the stats, the, this virus lives quite a long time on stainless steel and a lot of what's out the front here is, is um, made of stainless steel. So just to avoid the spread and so on, you really got to become quite the germaphobe. So anywhere we go, as soon as we walk back into the house, we're washing hands for 20 seconds and singing happy birthday. And then um, we can go about our business here. And of course, we're doing some additional cleaning, although you wouldn't know it. Probably need some tidying up too. So I just want to run through some activities that I think... Um, it depends, you know, on what age your children are too, but just a few suggestions that you could put on your list of things that they could do. So um, I've got cleaning windows. So I, I don't, I'm not someone that runs around cleaning windows all the time, but my son absolutely loves to clean windows. Now he might only do it for 15 minutes a day. It doesn't mean that you get out there and go, today we're cleaning every single window, double story, you know, the whole thing. You don't need to do that. Perhaps just go out and give them a bucket of soapy water and the broom and get them to, you know, work on the windows themselves and hose it off. They give them the hose and tell them to hose it off. And inside, likewise, he loves to get the. We've got one of those spray buttons with the spray bottles with the squeegee on it. Just a little activity. He feels like he's helping me. So that's great for smaller children. Doesn't matter what sort of job he does. I don't care if we can't see out of the windows. It's just an activity. He feels like he's helping me. And I always preempt that with, can you help mummy? Mummy wants to do a little bit of this. Do you think we could do this together? And if he says no to that, I don't push it. I just go, okay, what else could we do? And I sort of let him pick. I pick my battles, basically. Printing off colouring pages. So I will put in the comments here a link to a, a site that I found that you can print off free colouring pages. There's thousands of them and we've been printing off two. So, so this is, this is um, another thing that you can do to prepare as well in that we know that at some point we're going to spend some time at home. So get on, online to Officeworks if you're in Australia. Order yourself a couple of reams of, of, um, of paper. Make sure you've got ink for the, for the printer. Um, and if you don't have a working printer, I would suggest perhaps looking at, you know, a $49 printer. Uh, we are all getting a stimulus package. Uh, and I think, you know, most of us want to put that towards bills and food and so on. But you need to also put it towards things that will support your mental health and help the kids being more comfortable at home as well. So, you know, if you don't have a working printer, now is the time to get online and get one click and collect or delivered to you. 
and, and get some, some extra ink cartridges to go with it. There's lots of different options available online there as well. So you don't even have to go out to do it. You just need to, you know, I suppose get online and do it. So um, we found this this great website that does these free colour thousands. At every, they've even got colour by numbers, which I've done. So we've been having um, colouring or design competitions because having a six-year-old that's into cars, I print off two of the same um, car and then we have a competition to see who can do the craziest design or the best design. Apparently my designs are too girly, but we do that and he's, he's really taken to colouring. So that works on their fine motor skills. It, I find it very ther therapeutic and relaxing. We have a Google Home system here, so I will um, use, on. we have Spotify, obviously, because this podcast does come out on Spotify. So um, I will play Relaxing Massage on Spotify and um, so it's soothing and it's calm and it's uh, I, I actually treat it as a bit of a quiet time so we I'll put the link up for that because great coloring pages absolutely fantastic all free really straightforward don't use a lot of ink so that's that's very good uh, paper plane competitions we've done this before so it's something that you can you can look up online for designs or you can just wing it you can color them in and everyone of all ages, I know like myself and my partner and, and our six-year-old, we have had the most fantastic paper playing competitions up the hallway here. Uh, so, you know, this is something that you can have a tournament or you can each, you know, everyone goes away with two sheets of paper or three sheets of paper and they need to design their, the best aircraft they can and then you all come back together and, and fly it. So a bit of time alone, um, but also together during a group activity it can be lots of fun. So, uh, and writing letters. So I went and got some stamps. We've got envelopes here and obviously paper. So I said, you know, we can't go and see Nanny at the moment um, because, you know, it's not safe to really be doing that and, and, and social distancing and so on. So we can make use of Australia Post and, um, and write letters. So I said to, to Charlie, you can, to my son, you can, you can draw pictures to Nanny. You can do all of those things. You can write to anyone you want in the family and, uh, and get in some old-fashioned correspondence. So um, something different, something introducing to, to the art of handwriting, the handwriting letters, I should say, letter writing. And again, it's not something that has to be perfect. You have to go, oh, that's not how we do it. We should write best regards at the end of it. It's not about doing that. It's about filling your days with some activities that might be a bit different. And whilst the children might not be able to do formal education at the moment, there's lots of other life skills that they can learn, skills and things, fun things that you can teach them. A bouncy ball competition. Oh, we've done this so out in the backyard. So we're lucky here. We have a moderate size backyard as far as today's standards go. Um, so we have like a concrete area up the side um, where our garden is and also a grassed area at the back and the front of our house and we have a big park out the front. So um, bouncy ball competitions, you can put out cups. Think um, uh, beer pong. Yeah, think that... Um, that sort of thing we have to bounce the ball and get it to land in certain places and so on and, and, and we're having a great amount of time with that too growing plants is another one so um we we went round to bunnings if you're in australia around to bunnings or around to your hardware or your garden supply place if you're in in other countries as i know we have a lot of people from overseas that listen to our podcast but i went and bought some simple we're heading into winter here so i bought some really straightforward winter veggies as i said in the last podcast not expecting it to feed us, might supplement our um, our food source here, but I uh, it's something that we go out every day. And when I've found that my son is quite wound up, because we've spent we've already spent two days because we've spent the weekend. He came home from school Friday, so 
was more than 48 hours. Um, it was like 60 hours or so that he spent here over the weekend. So when he would get a bit heightened that he was inside and he was a bit bored, I'd say, come on, let's go out and check to see if there's any strawberries that need picking or tomatoes. We've got strawberries and tomatoes. And then I've had him help me water um, the plants every day and just check them and, you know, put tomato dust on and all those sorts of things. So it's been an activity. It's teaching him about growing food and it's also uh, giving him something to fill in his day. Uh, another suggestion with food, it could be if you feel like you're um, spending all of your time worrying about food and how to feed everybody and, you know, it gets around to lunchtime and it takes you an hour to do it because you've got a group of people at home that you might not necessarily have at home normally, pack everyone's lunch in the morning. Do exactly what you do when they're going to school or going to work or so on. So um, I've done it um, on and off here and I will probably start doing it as of tomorrow. I get up in the morning and um, I use the same lunchbox that, that my son would take to school and I pack his lunch. And then I just pop it in the fridge and then he knows it's there and he can, when we have our snack time, he can go and get it out and have what he wants exactly the same way he would at school. So it, it's sort of keeping that routine and... And he gets to decide what goes in it and it's always a healthy snack. But likewise, if he's sitting there on his iPad, for argument's sake, he's got a thing for reading eggs at the moment. So if he's on, on reading eggs, he can just grab his lunch and eat a sandwich while he's doing that and um, or whatever it is, a bit of fruit or something. And I don't have to, he's not continually going back and forth to the cupboard to graze. He's sort of still got that defined meal that he can work from. So obviously this isn't going to work with every age group of child, but if you've got a child that's in the age group where you pack their lunch to go off to school or to kinder or to daycare or even high school, then continue to do it. So it gives them that continuity and stability in a time where high anxiety because there's a lack of, of, of knowledge about what's going to happen. We're all living in very uncertain times that that's a bit of continuity that might just help calm things. You can all sit together and have lunch together out of your lunch boxes. We can all eat separately. It's all up to you. And if you do have someone in the house that is in self-isolation because they're running a fever or various other issues, that they could, you know, they've got their meal and you're giving it to them so they can have it themselves. Board game tournaments. So this is the time to get in there and dust off all of those board games that you haven't played for years. I know we've lined up all of ours and gone, this is what we've got available to us. And it's a great time to, to go back, reread the rules, make sure you're all playing it correctly. And it's a great activity for teenage kids. So because if you've got small children, you know, they're, they're attached to you all the time or most of the time under your feet more than anything else. Teenage kids can be a little bit different. They often want to be away in their room but they're used to being able to go out and socialise with their friends and they're not going to be able to do that. I, I think, again, screen time will come into this. I, I, I'm not one for limiting screen time. And I think if you've got a teenager that is happier to spend their time in their room playing games or talking to their friends online, at this point in time, I, if, if that's what's working, then I would do forcing them to come out into the family community where they're not necessarily happy with the activities or, or they, you know, they're, they're doing the, the teenage angst thing might actually cause more issues than just letting them go. And they might find that they just go like that for a couple of weeks or a week and then they decide they want to come out. But you could offer up stuff and, and say to them activities and say, hey, we're going to do this. Do you want to be a part of it or so on? Uh, regular exercise as well is, is a great, so if you're like us and you're in the suburbs and we're allowed to walk freely, we're not in total lockdown here. So, um, and if we were in lockdown, we would go out in the yard with a ball or, or something along, like we've got frisbees and bouncy balls and, 
and uh, all that sort of stuff that we can take outside and water pistols if it's warmer and run around with those sorts of things. We've got all that we can do. Uh, but I, I, we get up early in the morning or later in the afternoon when things get a bit, I, I find mornings better for us, that I will go out, as I said, and walk the dog and Charlie will ride his bike and just get some physical activity in because I have a very, very, very active six-year-old who's going to find it quite hard, I think, for a long period of time. Like I said, we've got two and a half weeks at least where he won't be leaving the house. Uh, train the dog. This is a great time if you've got a dog and you've gone, what is this dog doing? Why doesn't it see? This is a great time to work with your dog every day. I have um, Staffy, a Staffy. We had two Staffies. One sadly passed away 18 months ago from Natchez. He was an older boy. He died from cancer. But uh, but our dogs, we, we adopted them both. Um, and there is a school of thought at the moment saying this is a great time to adopt a dog. I, I don't know about that because you can get dogs with um, vet issues and this might not be the time to be trying to deal with vet issues. However... If you've wanted to, to get an animal, this is a great time to get one and adopt it into your family because you are going to be at home. So um, train the dog. Even if you've had the dog forever and a day, you can each, teach old dogs new tricks. Go out. You only need 10 minutes a day. Make that the thing that you do in the afternoon or the morning whenever your dog is its most active. Take some little tidbits of cheese or food or something out in the backyard. Teach the dog to sit. Teach the dog to, to come, to stay, to to lay down all of those things, teach the dog a new trick, see if you can work on something, you know, it might take a week or two to teach it. Um, but it's a great time to train the dog. Also teaches the children how to be pack leaders. Plenty of information again online about that. And uh, make fake money and open a shop. So uh, we have um, a, a fake cafeteria here, which ironically they're all supposed to be closed as of 12 o'clock today. But, um, but we do have um, a, a fake cafe here, that, um, a kitchen with um, all sorts of fake food. So we often, uh, I will say to Charlie, let's sit down and make money. And so we'll cut up pieces of paper into money size. You know, it's an activity we can do. And then the secondary activity is that we get to use that money to buy things um, in the house because all, we're all hoarding food apparently and toilet paper here at, uh, at the moment. So there'll be plenty of things that you could put into the shop. So that's just some ideas that I had and, and I'll pop up some other um, websites for you as well. But I definitely think you, you don't have to do a rigid timetable, but if you come up with a list of these things, it'll help you break up the day a bit more. So, um, but if you join me um, later in the net or in the next couple of days, I'm, I'm going to put up a, um, a visualization uh, meditation, I suppose you would call it. And it's just a relaxation technique that, that runs you, takes you out, out of the space that you're in and helps you calm yourself and, and regulate your breathing just by visualizing yourself being somewhere else. And I also have some interviews coming as well. So I have um, a good friend of mine. So I'm in the suburbs here, but I have a friend that's living right in the heart of Melbourne in the CBD on a multi-storey building, some X amount of floors up in the air. So she's finding quite a different experience to, to me because she's in the city and, and she's a, a master's um, student at Melbourne Uni. So there's all sorts of things that are going on there. And her and I have been following the tracking this virus for about for months now. We've been discussing it for months. So um, we're going to do a bit of a podcast on that and how we're both preparing and what we're we're doing to support um, each other and ourselves mentally on a mental basis so that we can try and keep our moods elevated and, and face this uncertain time. So thank you very much for your time. Um, if you're listening to this on the podcast, know that there will be a video link on YouTube as well for this. So if you pop over to the Facebook page, which is Mind Matters with Sandy and Kathleen, there'll be a link to the video as well. And, uh, and this, you know, join us again, make sure you go through some of the other, the podcast, there is another one on dealing with anxiety through coronavirus and how to connect with um, mental health workers. 
but there's another we have a, a number of different podcasts on there about various things regarding anxiety and creating you know um, making sure you don't create drama in your life and so on so there's plenty there to learn but thank you so much for joining us today and I hope everybody's having a absolutely um, best time that they possibly can and staying well and uh, by all means if there's something that you want us to talk about in one of these podcasts or you'd like Sandy to cover off uh, just drop us a line at um, skywellbeingcenter at bigpond.com I'll also put that uh, email in the um, in the link and this is a topic that you want covered, let us know and we'll definitely have a look at covering it for you. But we look forward to being back soon and um, we hope you all stay well and as healthy as possible. Bye.